Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Loudmouth Radio. We are live. It is a wonderful Thursday evening in downtown Atlanta. It's January 21st, 2015. And we are in premiere week for Loudmouth Radio. We are so excited about the second year anniversary that we're coming up to so quickly on uh, Sunday, January 25th. I cannot believe that we've been on air already for two years. And it has just been an awesome blessing for God to have put us in this position to be able to do this. And tonight I'm so excited about our guest um, for In the Studio with Sunny. I am your host, uh, the Loudmouth of Radio, Sunny herself. And uh, as a producer of this network, I have been extremely excited to be able to bring some of the best things that we could possibly bring to our listening audience. And tonight I'm sure will be nothing less than a joy. And uh, our guest tonight has been a repeat guest. Uh, for us that tonight will make his second time on air but um, tonight would definitely be um, a first opportunity for us as a network to talk about something that is so significant in history um, and if you haven't heard about it you have to be on another planet the movie Selma is out in in screening now as we speak um, pretty much all over the country and uh, you know we have been um, at a place where history has become so profound. We're looking at the 50th year anniversary for the March on Selma. And uh, as a network, we're so excited about our guest tonight. So before I bring him on, I want to make sure we recognize our media partners, as always, who help our network to keep going and who has significantly taken the time to say, yes, I need to put my business in place to be further heard. Um, we are being powered and sponsored by Pizza Day of Scottbridge, Georgia. Also, Taste of Thailand, located in Jonesboro, Georgia. You'll hear more about them. They're a brand-new establishment. Insurance Associates of Atlanta, that's located in the heart of Conyers, Georgia, as well as uh, Carolyn McKenzie's uh, Mental Health and African-American Community, a nonprofit organization that's doing big things in the community. So tonight, I think that it's uh, just awesome for us to welcome Mr. Kent Falcon, who is not only an actor uh, on, for better or worse, Tyler Perry's ongoing sitcom that is running currently now on the own network but Ken Falcon has done many of things from acting, directing, writing, um, you name it. He is truly an art form and he's not bad on the eye. Ken, I know you're here with us tonight. How are you, darling? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. 
Oh, I am just wonderful, darling, as always. It is a pleasure to hear your voice. And uh, I know you've been a busy man. I appreciate the invite. Uh, Yes, a little bit. A little bit. You know, forgive the background noise. I'm I'm in the middle of running right now, you know, trying to fight some of this L.A. traffic, going from one thing to another. But, you know, definitely wanted to stop and make time, uh, you know, for my peeps. And also, you know, shout out to the the folks in Atlanta as well as, you know, all over, because I know this is heard all over, but, you know, it's it's like the second home. Definitely got to make time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we we welcome your beautiful face every time you hit the pavement here. (laughs) (laughs) Atlanta has become like the uh, second home to you, especially with you working on the network, uh, currently with For Better or Worse, with the Tyler Perry uh, Network and um, Own Network. And and, uh, I know that you always have different projects going on that that takes you all over the world. So. Um, but most importantly, tonight we're talking about a, a very prestigious role uh, that you play um, in the movie film of Dr. Sullivan Jackson. And um, Ken, I want to allow you to really talk a lot about uh, this gentleman and the role that he played and the significance of his relationship. But at the same time, I'm going to say this um, before I allow you to kind of go into that that aspect. Right. You know, um Dr. King, of course, is the the biggest pivotal um, person that is recognized in the film, of course. But, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, we get drawn to the people who are more, you know, that we become more conscious of. But Dr. King, like so many other people that have done things in civil rights and leadership, um, they, they recognize that the people in the movement, in the cause with them, help them to get to where they are. They help to bring that dream alive. And Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, and yes, yes. your so role, you know, Dr. Sullivan Jackson. Please share with us about this prominent man in the um, early fifties and sixties. Right. Well, to piggyback on what you're saying, and, and you know, and keep going in that direction, that was, you know, Ava yeah. DuVernay, who's the the director of the film, is actually a, a very close friend of mine. Uh, we met on as filmmakers. We both. I had my first feature I directed, and her first documentary feature that she had directed, and we were on the festival circuit together. And, you know, nice. we just kind of traveled around and became fast, fast friends. So when she called me in April and said, you know, Ken, I've been working on this script, Selma, and, uh, and there's this role, and every time I, every, every, every line I write for him, I just keep thinking of you. Will you come and play? And I was like, are you kidding? Like, you my girl. You know, I'll come pull a cable. For oh, my God. You know, I'll, I know, you know that's right. I'll be your gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, I mean, you know. You know, we people, we we were, you know, when Obama was first elected, we all at the house together. I was like, you know, we, you know, like that. So, of course, I'm going to come and do whatever I can for you. So, one, I was honored. But what what she did was, she, you know, the project was Selma. And her, her goal was to not only highlight, you know, King as a man, but that the film is called Selma because it was about the people because that's what it took. It took the people right. to make a difference. And you can't have a march without bodies. You can't have... And each of those people had a story. And exactly. and there's so many people in the movement that were not prominent, like you say, with King, but, you know, with without them, things couldn't have happened. And the That's role right. that uh, I played was uh, Dr. Sullivan Jackson. And he was you know, a real-life figure. Uh, he was a, a dentist in Selma, a very prominent dentist. He, you know, in fact, he had the biggest yeah. house. In Selma, you know, in terms of black folks, you know, he had two bathrooms. Now, we talking, they was living high back then, right? Okay, so, you're right. <laughs> right? So, and For real. his wife, yeah, right? His wife, Richie Jean, uh, who's played by Niecy Nash in the movie, 
uh, Richie Jean and Coretta were actually childhood friends, so they had known each other for a while. And so when King and his men would ever come to Selma, uh, you know, they couldn't really stay at the hotels, but didn't really want to stay at some hotels, they would stay at the Jacksons' home. And uh, mm-hmm. Sully, uh, Richie Jean actually wrote a book a couple of years before she passed called the, the Little House on the Side of the Road, which kind of chronicles that time when King and the men were staying at the house. And, and King and Sully, you know, they were both about the same size, kind of had, you know, similar taste. So if, if King similar got to short, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And, you know, was staying too long. And need to borrow a suit, he borrow one of Sully's suits. You know, if he was, you know, staying the night and needed some pajamas, he borrowed some of Sully's pajamas. And they were just, his they were, was yeah, his they, they were boys like that. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and Ava really kind of wanted to, you know, highlight people that were in the movement that contributed. And and one of the things she told me even before, even before long before we started shooting, she was talking mm-hmm. about the script and saying that you know uh, Paul. Uh, the credit writer on it, he's a British guy, you know, he had written the script and she was like, well, where, where are the women? And his yes. response was pretty much, uh, well, they weren't really prominent in the movement, you know? So they just, they just kind of them right there. Right. And that was the gist of his response. That they didn't really play a role. And we were like, are you kidding me? Oh no. So, you know, Ava to her credit did a page one rewrite of this thing. And, and she highlighted how women, not only were they on the front line, but they were behind the scenes. And I, and one of the things that the way Ava layered this film so much with, with good complexity and just realness was that, that Richie Jean character, you know, she was supporting those men, you know, they were having a debate. Right. Like he was the, you know, she was providing a meal or a cup of coffee. Or it's those little things that were able to keep people going. And, and that, Absolutely. that plays a, a prominent, prominent role. And so it, it's, Families like the Jacksons and just other people that were involved in the movement, the, the marches on the bridge, people that suffered, they they all contributed, you know, and in, right. in all their own their small way. And they all suffered, you know, as you as exactly. I read. Exactly, I can learned, imagine. But, yeah, and in research, you know, Dr. Sullivan wasn't on the bridge on Bloody Sunday, but when they found out, you know, he was being supportive, uh, the county cut his contract because he was providing all the dental oh, work wow. for the all the jails and stuff. So they, you know, they were trying to hit him in oh, his pocket. Oh, wow. But, you know, he persevered and he, he knew what was important. So he continued to lend his support. And, you know, it's crazy. We were down in Selma and, and that house is still there. Uh, the house we filmed the movie is, is not the actual house, but when we were down in Selma, uh, I mm-hmm. think the house is still in the family's name. And so it was just these little things, a lot of goosebump moments as we were filming this movie uh, about, you know, everyone playing their part, you know, or, or contributing. And that's that's the lesson I took from it. You know, everybody has a role to play. Wow. And, and you know what, Ken, to see that firsthand and to be a part of history um, and something so significant in the role, you know, when I, when I saw you come up on screen and, you know, we talked, of course, after I saw the film and I didn't know, you know, so much about the Jacksons. But right. even without knowing... The, the the whole back end of the story, you can see that, you know, Ava did a great job putting the position. You could tell, you know, these mm-hmm. two people mattered. You know, as soon as they right. pull up, right. first thing you come out and say, yeah, you know, she inside waiting on you, you know, and yeah. they came in there like right. some hound dogs, you know what I'm saying? Yes, that's <laughs> and, right, that's right. Oh, my God. And, you, you know, I'm going to tell you, you already know, you ain't going to pull up to no black woman table like that if you are not – 
you know, part of the family right. and the ramifications exactly. and get exactly. down. And exactly. it was like coming home, and, and you could see that whole feel, and it, it was amazing. You know, Nisi, as well as yourself, it wasn't a, a whole lot of uh, verbiage as far as a whole lot of lines in certain right. parts of those things, but just her standing there, taking a step back, and just looking at all the all the brothers in her in her kitchen and living room eating, and mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can see that you know everybody was there driven for a purpose, and you also can see that it was a safe haven. At least that's what I took my interpretation of what I saw. Um, exactly. In those things, exactly. You know. Exactly. So, it, you're absolutely right. It was it was family. I mean there. Their daughter did actually call him Uncle Marty, and and Sully and and King did tease each other. You know, they used to call each other Doctor. Hey, Doctor, good morning, Doctor, Doctor. You know, uh, exactly. And that was some of the some of their playful things that they would do with one another. And and you're right, it was a safe haven for them. And what I liked about what Ava was able to accomplish, even on the page, was the sense of uncertainty at that time. You know the. You know, exactly. the story wasn't written. We didn't know how this was going to end. None of them know what was going to come from one day to the next, you know. So exactly. there was always a sense of danger. And, and in reading that, that book by uh, Ms. Jackson, you know, they talked about they had they had a whole protocol in place for their daughter when the threats got too heavy or they thought something was jumping off at the house. You know, the neighbors knew to meet them at the back fence, take the baby, and go to Richard Jean's mom across town. You know, they had a whole little emergency plan because – Hey, you know, it was dangerous times. And uh and exactly. even when we were shooting, I remember we were driving on some of the back roads, we were going up to uh Birmingham, which is where uh Andre who plays Andrew Young in the film. Uh his Oh my god, he looked so much like Andrew Young, it was scary. It was good, it was good casting. So, you know, we were going up to yeah. visit Andre and his family, mm-hmm. whatever, and we were coming back late and uh, okay. we were on some of them dark Alabama roads and you know, we were just talking like that. What would we do if a pair of headlights popped up in the rear view right now and another car trying to box us in and ain't a light exactly. to be seen. Ain't nothing no but ditches on each side of the street, you know. It was just it was look, it was a dangerous time. It was a, it was an age of terrorism right here on our And this is two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So imagine yeah. fifty years ago the same mm-hmm. roads being traveled with less, mm-hmm. you know, um uh you, you know, the um development now compared to what it looked like back then, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I can only imagine, you know, mm-hmm. fear. I don't even think fear is the word. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. exactly. It, it was one of those things where you just had to instinctively walk by faith, seriously, because, I, you know, I always, I've said this as a small person, uh, when I first became aware who Dr. King was and, you know, the, the struggle of civil rights, that it was purposely that I was not born in that time period. <laughs> For reason, you know, and um, somebody was looking out for you, right? Oh my gosh! I mean, really, you know, Mm -hmm. um, as my good friend, uh, uh, comedian Rodney Perry, calls me like uh, one of them lady dudes. You know, Mm -hmm. they would have seen me and Selma talking about some. I want to vote, and they were like, "Well, you know, who who are you? What you want to do?" (laughs) And you know, you just have to recognize that um, everyone has purpose. And you know to have the strength that these people had to to step mm-hmm. forward in a city that was full of anger and hate and um you know, and it's so funny the feel was on both sides, mhm, you know right that's true um that's true. 
you know, the the pivotal things is that you got to recognize that there's so many layers to those moments, um, right. you know, and and for the Jacksons, um, you know, even though it wasn't shared, you know, in, in full storyline, Dr. Jackson was a prominent um, dentist. Um, I don't right. know how much how much more about him do you know um, with your history of the character himself? Well, you know, it, you know, I was able to to learn a lot from the book that his wife wrote. You know, in terms of you okay. know, kind of like his his personality. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, forgive the sirens coming. Here. We got some some LA something jumping off on LA, so I'll let them pass. That's okay, no problem. Um, kind of learned uh, uh, things that she would write about, and you know, kind of like his his temperament. You know, in terms of. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't uh, at least how she described him. He, he didn't he didn't put up with a lot of fuss, you know. And that you know he was the kind of cat that's like until there's something to worry about, let's don't be worried about it, right? That's kind of the way he was. It, yeah. So when mm-hmm. he when she would be a little apprehensive or what have you, and you know he wanted to take his nap on the couch, she wrote that he'd take his nap on the couch, and she want to fret about whatever, and he he'd say, you know, Rich Jane, now ain't nothing to be worried about until there's something to be worried about. And so, I know that's right. Uh, so the the dynamics of their relationship, which you know we don't actually get to capture on screen, it it did sort of help fill in in those moments, and 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 I thought Abel exactly. was able to get so much out of a lot of people. Like uh, you know, I look at the Diana Nash character that Tessa Thompson plays. You know, we mm-hmm. hear a lot, doesn't have a lot to say, and and hopefully it opens people to say, well, who was this sister and what was she about? And then you'll find out, you know, how pivotal you know, uh, Diane Nash was, you know, to the movement. Exactly. And, you know, and she was married to uh, James Bevel, you know, the who Common played. And, and I know there were some things that they shot where you kind of see what that relationship is that didn't actually okay. make it into the film. The and, film, you know, some other right. things that, yeah, that Nisi and I shot that didn't make it as well. And, and, and seeing the finished product, I can see why, you know, some of it was not necessarily mm-hmm. It might have taken you off, you know, and right. you know, the opening sequence with, with uh, King and I, he, you know, it's the scene goes on longer where I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him and he, you know, saying, you know, everyone's really excited. You want big crowds, and he expresses me his concern that, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to put folks in danger. You know, there's a real apprehension exactly. there. And then exactly. what I use to, to boost him up to say, you know, but that's all right. You know, Rich Gene is in that, right? And I think mm-hmm. what Ava didn't want to do is she didn't want to tip the hand of his concern too early in the film that she, you know, she wanted the events to happen and to strike him so we could, that emotional impact was, you know, because if he's worried about it, seeing it coming, I think it it may have lessened the blow a little bit. So I I think she made the right choice. You know, Kent, you can, you can see she had a, she did a fantastic job building up that whole level of tension and, you know, the apprehension, and, and like you said, he got up, he got down on his knees, he prayed, you know, and sometimes people just mm-hmm. don't understand, you know, that connection of feeling what is in your inner voice, uh, telling right, you that, right. no, this, and you already know, they would have got their head mm-hmm. bashed in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And, oh, um, yeah. And then the level of intelligence and saying, you know, it was a mixture of faith, you know, some of that common sense kicked in and, and, and instinct mm-hmm. and, and, you know, saying, okay, you know what, let's take this through the court system. That's right. our, our, pass, our rite of passage. And that's exactly that's right. what 
took place, you know. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes, like you say, it could be a little bit of street smart. Sometimes you're street exactly. smart. Exactly. Hey, wait, hold on. Maybe we don't <laughs> take this shortcut down this alley. Maybe, you know, somebody, no, you know. But they know, you know what I'm saying? We all, we all got a little bit of that innocence. Yeah, sometimes. man. And look, it if you travel anywhere like Chicago, L.A., or anywhere, you've been in some of the deep neighborhoods, you're like, you know what? This don't feel right. We're just going to yeah, go ahead and go. Yeah. It might take us 20 <laughs> minutes longer, but we're going to go the right. other way. Thumb <laughs> up, thumb up, and right? Yes, yes. This just don't feel right. So, exactly. um, you know, what, what, you know, during the, um, I don't know how long you were on set, you know, during the process of the film, and if were you were you there primarily from you know beginning to end on set? Uh, I was there um, about two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks, and just shooting. You know, because like in the church scenes, you know, Nisi and I are there. You know, we're just not featured, right. but you know, we're you know right. we're there, so we're there for those scenes, and then. You know, since Abe was a friend of mine, uh, you know, I, I came in a little early and was able to see, you know, some of the things that she was shooting, like the courthouse confrontation scene uh, where Oprah uh, smacks, you know, Jim Clark, Sheriff Clark, and they wrestle her to the ground. You know, I was there, exactly. you know, watching all that stuff, you know, unfold. And uh, and it was, a, you know, it was a rough morning. It was the morning that uh, my angel passed. And I know it was probably hard for Miss Winfrey, but you know she mm-hmm. she she came and, and brought it, you know, and uh, held it together. So wow, yeah. So I was able to see a lot of the things that were shot now. Some you know, like the White House stuff and some of the courtroom things. Um, I think I was in Atlanta at that time, but I you know I wasn't I didn't shoot at that time. So some of that stuff I wasn't around for, but for a good bit of uh-huh. it, I was able to. See. Yeah. You were able to see and witness, and so how, you know, to be a part of of a film like this. I mean, what is what is the ultimate, you know, um, process that you take from being a part of something like this? Well, you know, I just look at it as just you know, like so many things in my career it was just you know just a blessing. You know, that God just really just blessed me with this opportunity to be a part of something that, you know, I do feel is really special that I, that I feel will be, you know, 20 years from now, people will still, you know, see this, this, this movie, you know, it's the first time that, you know, King's life or any part of his life has been a major motion picture. Yeah. We've had TV movies and movies of the week and cable stuff, but uh, you know, a theatrical motion picture on King's life. uh, You know, I think it's pretty, you know, it's pretty remarkable, and you know, I just feel blessed and honored to, you know, you just be a part, and 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 like Nisi and I say, we we contributed our little part, just like the Martin did right. and folks like that. We contributed our little part, and so, yeah, you know, if my little bit contributes and and helps it along, then hey, I'm 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 more than satisfied and with that. Part. You know, just blessed. Absolutely, yep. I just can only blessed. imagine. So, for as far as the, you know. For, for some of our listeners who may not know, who may not be keeping up with uh, the process of what has taken place with uh, Selma since the release, it has won a Golden Globe for um, the collaboration with um, Common and John Legend. Yeah, exactly. One best song, uh, that's right. And, uh, yes. and it's uh, nominated for Best Picture and also Best Song for for the Oscars. And it's been on pretty much anybody's top 10 list of films of 2014, you're going to find Selma parked on that list. Um, it has just been just 
really, really well received. And, and for a while there, it had the unprecedented, you know, 100%, you know, fresh, ripe rating on, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just amazing. amazing. And if, if the yes, listeners don't is. know, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's a site where they, they compile all the reviews and critics about a particular film, and then they give it a ranking or give it a percentage, and, and it exactly. was getting a 100% approval rating. So that it was... That was pretty. That was pretty Which special. Phenomenal. And, uh, yeah. yeah. That's and not so, an easy feat. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. And Ava's just been trailblazing. You know, she was the first female director for this. You know, to win Sundance with her film Middle of Nowhere to be named Best Director at Sundance. That never happened before. And then for her to be nominated for you know Best Director at the Golden Globe, Black female. That was you know a first. And you know, oh, and wow. I. I've known she's been special since, you know, that documentary that I saw. This is way back in, like, 2008 when we got tight. And, you know, I was singing her praises from the rooftops back then when when nobody knew her, right? And so a buddy of mine was like, man, aren't you proud of Ava? I said, man, I'm beyond proud. You know what I am? I'm satisfied because y'all seeing what I saw, you know, now everybody's seeing it. You know, I was satisfied. Now the world you know. gets to witness it. Yeah, exactly. I call that one. Now, now I was right on that one. I was right. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just, just thrilled for her. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, you know, she has certainly blown open some doors and will, you know, I, 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 I don't know where she'll go from here, but, you know, she knows that she's, got, she's had people in her corner before she was there. And she gonna have people. And they gonna be there after. Them, That's right. Exactly. If the spotlight goes, you know, you know, we still down for it. Absolutely, and it's just a proud, you know, if you at all anywhere in a film or in the arts or something like that, it's just something that, you know I can say is a proud moment um, to see a film like this come come forth. Um, this has by far been the best uh, adaption I've seen, um, you know, about civil rights and. I, that I, can, I I can't really even really put a whole lot right behind it that hit this level of uh, of grace that Ava really um, hit with this thing. And I think, like you said, a lot of scenes, I can only imagine. I can only imagine in the cutting room, like, okay, what are we going to cut out? Uh, because when they edited this thing, um, I can only imagine, you know, the struggle would have been to reduce and minimize certain scenes, um, but to, you know, keep intact what we were able to see on the screen. Uh, you right. know, I, right. mean, I don't know how long the film was exactly. Was it like two and a half hours? Uh, no, it's not that long. It's right, I think it's right at two hours. I think it's just right at two hours. Yeah. And it really doesn't feel uh, like it. You know, it, it, no. it flow from no, beginning to end. And, yes. And yes. It's, which, is a, which I always attribute to is a great job of filmmaking. If you can still build suspense and carry people on when they know the ending of the story, you know, like I always gave James Cameron his props that, you know, Titan was a great movie. We all knew the shit was going to go down. Right. So exactly. we still say, you know, I was like, that's to build it up. up. Yeah. That's the making of a great filmmaker. And I, and I think Ava did the exact same thing. We knew how it was going to end. We knew that, that, you know, Johnson was going to come around and was going to push that vote. You know, the voting rights bill did get passed. So we knew they were going to be Absolutely. victorious, but, to to have us go through that journey of getting there was just uh, you know I thought she did a, a really good job really good job. I know that's right. So for you um, at this point, I know that uh, President Obama had a screening at the White House. I know we talked mm-hmm. right before, and you didn't attend that yourself. No, no, I um, I didn't. No, I didn't make it out to D.C. for that one. No. 
But okay, I and I believe it was, it was wonderful. Yes, I I did too. Now, as far as I believe that Sunday, uh, right before uh, Martin Luther King's holiday, I believe a lot of the um, cast went to Alabama to Selma. Um, uh, yeah, well, let's see. I think David was there, Ava, Oprah, and Common, and I think John Legend were both there. I think that's the, okay. the ones that I saw in terms of what I haven't wrapped with. Because uh, Coleman, who plays uh, Abernathy, he's actually – in the middle of doing uh, the Scottsboro Boys show in London on the West End. So he's been nice. bopping back and forth, you know, to do these events in in between, you know, doing the show in London. So he, he's been he's been burning the airways up uh, because exactly. Oprah had her big uh, Legends weekend up in mm-hmm. Santa Barbara. He had to fly in for that, and that was a an amazing weekend. And that's that's been one of the other blessings of being, you know, in this project is that you know, some of this after stuff has just been uh, surreal. You know, her, her weekend in Santa mm-hmm. Barbara where we screened the film and they, we paid homage to all the legends, you know, John Lewis and C.T. Vivian and Diana Nash and, and, and Sidney Poitier and, uh, and oh, it was just, just goes on and on. Uh, uh, Mega Evers' widow, uh, Merle Evers, um, Ralph Was Albert Harry Belafonte so. actually present? No, he did not make it. They, there was a video okay. tribute there, but no, he he didn't make it out. But it was, it was, it was. When I say surreal, it was. I oh, had I so many bill counters, Sonny, that uh, later that night somebody was asking me, going back to the hotel room. They was like, uh, uh, "What were you talking to George Lucas about so long after the screening?" Right? Mm-hmm. Here's my response. Oh, that's right. I forgot that happened. <laughs> so wow. you know when you. When you've been, you know, how many encounters you must have had that sitting around and talking mm-hmm. to George mm-hmm. Lucas for about 10, 15 minutes completely slips your mind. So it was exactly. that kind of uh, event and weekend that was just, uh, it was just really amazing. I I'm, I was blessed to, to, to be a part and, 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 and meet some fantastic people, you know, Quincy yeah, Jones I can imagine Barry the Gordon. It felt like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. That is, that is amazing. So, do you know if, uh, as a as a cast, um, of course, the Selma March is coming up again. Well, mm-hmm. the 50th year um, anniversary will be in March, and um, I know that mm-hmm. as a radio network, we've had some involvement with um, some organizations and things of that nature that, um, like the SCLC and different organizations from the Atlanta market, that will be going to the ground. Um, with Selma, and I believe we'll possibly be um, putting ourselves in position as official media um, in regards to some of the things that's going on. Do you have intent or have you guys as a cast talked about going to Selma during that time period? You know, nothing officially has come together. I think maybe once we get into March, you know, we may start, you know, putting our heads together and seeing if we'll, we'll try to make something out there and maybe in February they'll start talking or, you know, Paramount may come to us and say, Hey, we would really like you guys to, to come participate. But right now I don't think anything has been officially in place, but you know, it's such an amazing cast. It was, it was like, you know, at the New York premiere when we were in front of the New York uh, public library at the public, uh, at the after party. And, you know, we, we, we all put on the, the I can't breathe t-shirts and, and took the picture. It was kind of like, Oh yeah. So no, that was like on the stairwell or something like that. Yeah, right? exactly. And you know, that wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. That wasn't studio. That was, that was us wanting to make a statement. And, and 
and John Lavelle, who plays the, the New York Times reporter in the film, uh, uh-huh. he had the he had the printer printed up. Uh, Wendell Pierce, you know, fronted the money, and then Corey Reynolds, who plays C.T. Vivian, he had the box of T-shirts on the plane. So it was like everybody was doing their part to you know get together to you know make that statement, you know. Um, exactly. And that's kind of what this kind of cast is, these people are. It really did become a second family. You know, my, I've been blessed with the for better or worse, you know, they, they, they truly like siblings over there, you know, like brothers and sisters. But, you know, I, I count this cast of Selma as just, you know, extremely special and, and, and lifelong friends that I made on this show. I, I can, and, and it, it, it feels that way. And it's amazing. And, and I'm glad you, you, you touched on that because I was going to say, that, you know, I'm sure that um, Ava did not, nobody would know or even begin to think that Ferguson would happen in the height of this. Um, Oh, Eric Gardner, uh, the young man, the 12-year-old out of Ohio. um, Yeah, Tamir Wright, yeah. Yes. So for this Mm -hmm. to come out at the time that it did, it's amazing. You know, the universe aligned that up significantly into which it, it 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 hopefully will resonate more to the younger people um, in our generation and in and beyond us, as, you know, beneath, you know, beneath us in age, to recognize how important it is to vote. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I have family. I have a lot of family that is in St. Louis, and I remember calling and checking on them. They say it looks like Vietnam out here, you know. And wow. they said the biggest wow. thing about it, they said. You know, you know, we're like, cause th- these young people did not come out and vote, you know, right. and now we're, right. we're we're dealing with the aftermath because they did not come out and vote, you know. Right. It's, right. It's, it's one of those rippling effects that something that we have seen now, and this is why it's so significant. You know, um, I saw how a, a New York. Um, it started out in New York where business leaders started putting money together for these young people to go and actually see this film and raise over $275,000 for 7th, 8th, and ninth graders to go and see the film in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And that has spread it over uh, multitudes of other states and other, you know, which I think is wonderful to see people step up and it say, is. look, you need to go see this film. This history is so important because I'm going to tell you, it's sad, but a lot of our young people feel so entitled and do not know, 50 years is not that far, especially when you have some of these people that you guys are playing these roles are still living that can tell oh, yeah. you, yeah, my face got bashed in, <laughs> you know. Exactly, um, exactly. And, you know, you know Representative yes. Lewis, you know, he was there, you know, fractured yes. skull on that bridge. Uh, you know, Ruby Bridges is the little girl who, you know, integrated the schools and Norman Rockwell painted the painting with uh, – yeah. Her and the the U.S. Marshals walking in the schoolhouse. Walking you know, her in safe, yeah, to put her yeah, in safe, safe. she was at she was at Oprah's that weekend, and you know she's just an, like another lady. You see it, you know, walking down the street, and you be like, you would know that she, here's a pioneer, here's a trailblazer right here, here's Ruby Bridges right here, the, you know, a little black girl integrating these schools. Um, you're you're right, and, and and I know some young folks are like, ah, I don't want to see that. That feel, you know, they feel like a victim and maybe somehow mm-hmm. ashamed and there and what hopefully they'll understand and I and I understand where that feeling comes from. That comes from the way that you know, that we're educated, the way that we're taught history in this country that right. it feels like a victim, you know, calling right. and the infliction slaves like that's a species. It's like, no, they weren't slaves. They were enslaved Africans. You know, right. there's no such thing as right. a slave. There is a is a person and that is a condition that's put on them, you know. 
And so when you see it that way, then you can, they feel like a victim, but what it hopefully they'll take from it. Like, no, you are not a victim. You come from a strong stock. If, If you walking around here, that means that your gene pool was strong because you were the one of the ones that survived. That you I'm made trying to tell it. you. Your, your people made it through the hulls of those ships for three months, you know, stacked up against somebody else who was throwing up and using the bathroom all over each other and, and just that and, and you Still made it through the heart field. You know yes. what I mean? You you are a not only you're a survivor, you you know, you are a thriver. You are here and, and that is your victory. That is not a victim. So that's that's yes, hopefully, right. you know, some of the younger folks can look at it and go yeah, I come from something strong. So whatever obstacle you're trying to throw at me now, I ain't even worried about that. You know, from where my people have come from, you know, what you're trying to put on me is, you know, I, nothing, you better go on with that. That ain't nothing to me, you know. Exactly. So and I, I think I'm that hoping we lose the lack of significance, you know. You know, I'm, I I was thrilled even here in L.A., you know, the mm-hmm. student, if you bring a report card, your student ID, you get, you can come see someone for free in L.A. as well. So. I was thrilled that that's happened, that people can come in, uh, and, and see the film. I, I really think it's important. It is really important. And I'm going to say this, too, real quickly, and we're going to go to a commercial break. And um, matter of fact, let's take a commercial break, and we'll come right back, because um, I know I got you for a little bit here for a few more minutes. Um, but I do want to say something I know is significant, especially about the things that's going on even right here in Georgia. So we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. The Slight Victory Cafe, located at 3230 Highway 42 North in Sweet B in Starbridge, Georgia, is here for all your baking needs. Stop in today. Make sure you try one of these delicious red velvet, German chocolate, or key lime cupcakes. They also specialize in custom cakes, wedding cakes, pies, cookies, and more. If you haven't had an opportunity to stop in, they do have some free samples. Make sure you check them out online on thesliceBakery.net. Or also call in your order ahead, 678-782-6541. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. 
Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org. All right, we're back live at Live Off Radio, and we have on air with us tonight in, in the studio with Sonny actor Kent Falcon, who is speaking vividly about his role as Dr. Sullivan Jackson in the recent release, critically acclaimed motion film Selma. Uh, Kent, I know that before we went to a commercial break, we were talking about you know voting and just things that have uh, become a reference from the past, our present, and I, what's amazing is that um, just last last year, uh, our radio network was pulled in to work with a, or a couple of I would say about 30 organizations that have formed a coalition here. Um, interesting enough, you know, everybody knows that Atlanta Airport is the largest international airport that hubs pretty much everybody to different destinations in the world. And amazingly mm-hmm. enough, our our county um, that the, the actual Atlanta International Airport sits in is Clayton County. And it, mm-hmm. it has a small portion that is in Fulton County, which most people recognize you know, for the county, for the uh, capital of Atlanta. But, you know, over 70% of the airport rests on the Clayton County side. And up until this year, November 4th, uh, this organization, this coalition, Friends of Clayton County, came together and pushed, which was heavily driven by labor organizations like Georgia Stand Up, uh, the AFL-CIO, which is international um, laboring organizations. I mean, we had people coming in from D.C., all different places. Reverend Al Sharpton came to Atlanta, and we covered a press conference of him really speaking vividly about, <laughs> and Kent, this was so, it, it was funny, but it was the truth. And in one aspect, during a press conference, he said, you know, he talked about vividly during the times when he was marching with Dr. King and, and you know, talking to our people that are, you know, old enough to remember those days and our young folks that, look, back in, back in those days, we couldn't even get on the bus. You know, mm-hmm. now they're putting mm-hmm. us off the bus. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this county had a, a, a bus transit at one point. It was taken away four or five years ago. And this, over the last three or four years since that, that process happened, took organizations and people like Ms. Roberta Abdul-Salam, who was a former state representative, to step up and say, look, these people in their own county can't even get to their own airport, can't get to jobs, can't get to the store, people are disabled, can't even get down the street to get medication, can't get to school, so the dropout rate of our, our colleges in the area are falling short. So, you know, it, what people don't realize is how things really connect. So I'm so glad that this film has come forth, and I really, really, really um, appreciate you coming on you know, right in the height of this film, you know, being played. Because by the time the March on Selma anniversary comes up, most likely Selma's going to be going to DVD. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. even if we do not make our way into the theater, um, which I don't see why not, because we can go and see everything else. Right, you know, right, right. Um, right. It, it, even after it hits the dollar movie, you know, still go right. and, you know, see this film and, and get the DVD and understand the significance of what all of this means. 
And um, ironically, the other day I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's uh, who works with one of the clients that we do marketing for. And I asked her, you know, I was telling her about tonight's show, and um, mm-hmm. she's not uh, she's not African American. Mm-hmm. So I was telling her about the show, and I was saying, yeah, you know, I said, you're listening. And I said, it's going to be a great show. And I asked her, I said, did you see the movie Selma? And you can see her response. She was, like, kind of nervous in, in the sense mm-hmm. of, uh, of even having a discussion about it. You know, it was kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I've heard about it. Or, no, you know, it's like we need to be able to talk to our other brothers and sisters of other nationalities about history. Let's talk about the things that's happening now, and let's not try to pity pat or play over it or, or disregard it. It's real. You know, right, right, um, right, exactly. even with Dr. King and the people that you guys saw upon the film that you guys are portraying, it, it took more than one race and one creed and one, uh, you know, personality thought and, and, and go in order for things to go. And I think it's so important now with with the height of race relations and the things that are going on with um, law enforcement that we become more comfortable um, talking about what has taken place back then and how so much of it is happening similarly now, 50 years later. Right. So, right. You know, right. Um, I, I, I role, agree. I think, you know, yeah, that, that dialogue just needs to happen. And, and, and almost like a reconciliation where there's an acknowledgement of what, you know, what went down. I think the way Germany was able to move forward, given it's very, very troubled past, you know, they, you know, they have to admit, you know, the atrocities that they committed. They learn it in school, and they recognize it and go, okay, well, we we cannot ever repeat that, and we have to acknowledge that that, that, that happened and that we had a hand in that. And, you know, the same with, you know, in, in South Africa. No one's trying to, to whitewash oh, the man. issue. You know, it's just that look, this, this is our history. <laughs> yeah, it's like there has to be an acknowledgement. There has to be a willingness to engage in in the uncomfortable. And I think when that happens, then you learn, and then there's knowledge. And when there's knowledge, there's no more ignorance. And when you don't have ignorance, then you you know a lot of these other problems, you know, will take care of themselves. That's right. People are, you know, so that's I I, I hear exactly what you know what you're saying on 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 all of this. I think that you know they just. We we need to be able to talk. We need to be able to engage and 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 also just listen. And you know, so I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. trying to shout it, you know. And I think you know, right. if we can acknowledge one another and acknowledge where the other person's come from, then we can move forward. Absolutely, because a lot of times it's just a misunderstanding or the, uh, the disconnection, not really understanding, you know, what your feelings are. You know, sometimes right. we we'll escalate things because. You feeling I'm coming off one way, and I'm feeling you coming off another. In reality, we probably just both on both sides want to be heard, you know. Want to be or just heard. Just acknowledge. Right? Yeah, just acknowledge. acknowledge. I'm not saying you can't you can't change everything for an entire race, but just acknowledge me right now at this moment um, that this right. is how I feel, and then I can acknowledge how you feel about this, and we can agree to disagree, but it just sure. allows us to um, you know really treat each other as people. And not right. as some right. like you say, some kind of foreign species. I love your analogy of talking about, you know, slaves and in in the mentality of things because that's just like, you know, what was uh you know, those types of conversations, we still have those kind of you know, um circumstances just in a different uh a different climate. It's like, you know, the young mm-hmm. people with the sagging of the pants and, you know, being right. labeled a thug or being recognized 
or labeled because you're wearing a hoodie. You know, um, I saw right. a video the other day of a gentleman in D.C. that was talking about he has his sons dressed. They can't wear hoodies. They have to wear khaki clothes. They can't mm-hmm. be outside after dark alone. And, you know, he is saying, I don't mm-hmm. want my sons to be shot and killed because of the way they're dressing or because they um, are in a certain area at a certain period of time. And it's like his boys are saying that our whole lives are changing to not be profiled. So, right. you know, it's it's something to be concerned about when you have people that have to go through those extremes. Like, they can't even wear certain colors, you know. And right. Like, no, I know, hear that. I hear that. Yeah. And I can understand that father's concern. You know, he's trying to yeah. do anything within his power to, you know, hopefully mitigate something safe. or prevent something. But, you know, and then and that's the, so a lot of people quick to point out, you know, they, they shot Martin in the suit. You know, they uh, they shot Malcolm and he was in a suit, you know, so it was That's right. it, it's one of those things where I can't fault him for trying to do anything that he can to try to, to keep his boys uh, alive. Alive. And, mm-hmm. and then what what we our job as a society is to fight and move forward so that uh, his kids can dress any way that they want and have a fair shot at not being you know, targeted or, you know, preyed upon or thought to be afraid or, you know, any of those things. So that, you know, that now that's our job. And we move Absolutely. society to get beyond that. You know, I don't know if you get a chance to see it. You know, the actor, Nate Parker, he wrote and directed this piece. Um, I saw it the other night. It was a film project I did with Lou Gossett and Glenn Plummer. Uh was screening at one of the uh, studios here. And uh, they screen Nate's film as well, and I'm I'm blanking on the title right now. It'll it'll come to me in a second, but it was really really well done. The brother really put his, his stamp down on it. And the basic premise is, you know, there's a, a father who's concerned about his son. He's a, he's a white father, and he's concerned about his son and who he hangs out with. And you come to find out, the father is a cop, and you know something goes down out in the streets, and you know somebody gets shot. Um, and as you, you well, I, I won't get the, the ending of it, but what it is is right. that uh, people need to just think that any any of these children could be your children, and that's how we need that's to look right. at all. You know, that's that right. Any child on the street could be your child. Absolutely, so, it puts me in mind of you remember the old school film. Yeah, exactly. You remember the old school film with uh, Matthew McConaughey and um, what's my man's name? Um, uh, um, black. Um, God, I can't think of his name. Samuel L. Jackson. Sam Jackson. Uh, a time right. to kill. Oh, kill uh, yeah, time to kill. There it is. Time to a time kill. to right. kill. Right at that point when they're in court and he's right at the at the at the at the space where they're gonna you know either hang him or let him go, and you right. know he went over this whole descriptive about the young about his daughter and you know he got to that pivot point and he said you know close your eyes and he basically said now you know imagine her being white. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like drastic things like that sometimes have to happen in order for a person to kind of take seize of what's being said, you know. And look, sure. I think it was just yesterday um, it came down in regards to Ferguson about the cop, you know, coming off of all civil rights charges of, you know, uh, the right. Mike Brown shooting. So, right. you know, we just right. got all these things that are going on and in, in happening in our world. And I just want to tell you, you know, Kent, thank you so much as an artist, um, as a, a, a trail play, a trailblazer, you know, um, you guys inspire me. I'm, I'm working diligently on different projects myself, and 
you know, to good, see good. the growth. Love to hear that. Yeah, man, you see the growth of different things happening like this, and um, it just gives you hope, you know. Um, as we've been talking, I've just been really trying to, you know, uh, put out some, some pivotal things that you shared, like Ava being uh, nominated, you know, as a, as a woman at Sundance as a Best Director. You know, we can't mm-hmm. take these little, you can't take these things and, and, and minimize them because they're extremely important. And, you know, once you kind of shared a little tidbit about the Jacksons, I said, you know, this is why the reason it's so important that we have to get our stories out because if we don't tell them, people won't know. That's you true. Know? That's, that's exactly, exactly. And and it's 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 almost by a miracle, you know, that Selma gets made. And it's, it's you know, I, I look at this project as so much divine intervention, you know, that, you know, I, I yes. see the Lord's hands all over this, you know. So much mm-hmm. that Ava was. She was she was the right person for this job, you know. And what you say? All the pieces to fall in place for her to helm it, and then what she's able to bring. I mean, just the little things. And I, I know, like for me, when I I see film, and just to see the realness that she brought, like you know, when the sisters waking up at night, you know, their hair is wrapped up. You know, that's you know, we just kind of like okay. okay. I mean, yeah. Martin yeah. called me hell yeah in the middle of the night, baby. Let me tell you something. My my household is crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I got death threats mm-hmm. every time I turn around. My children are mm-hmm. at stake. I, you know, mm-hmm. somebody was asking, do you I'm, feel I'm like, you know. I don't even know where we keep yeah. the trash bags on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they were like, do you think he was involved? And he said, no, you know what? That man needed, he needed, he needed that, that fellowship in his ear at that moment. Sometimes, oh, you know, sure. it's, it's too much noise in your head. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was like somebody was saying, well, do you think that they were having involvement, you know, relations? I said, sweetheart, look what was happening. You got to, you know, sometimes right. you got to look beyond just that moment and see what's taking place. And, you know, right. um, just to see all the people, Harry Belafonte, to, you know, to travel all of these people to this area. And, you know, um, man, when I tell you people, if you mm-hmm. listen to this actual opportunity to hear this interview tonight and, and, and hear this show, that I hope that you guys take it, take the time to go and see this film because, it is absolutely amazing, and um, you know I'm, I'm uh, grateful. Kent, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate again. you having me, and 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 like I, I too encourage folks to see it. You know whether I was in it or involved in it or not, I think it's a wonderful piece of work, and uh, yeah. I think I keep telling you, go, you will be, you will not be disappointed. You will thoroughly enjoy this this film from beginning to end. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I definitely okay. appreciate you reaching out. I'm glad uh, we were able to work out the time and, and, and got to spend a little time together. So I, I appreciate you. Absolutely. And, and Kent, if you would like, um, please uh, share with us your um, social media. And, and do you have any projects that we should know of that coming up that we should tune in and look out for? I uh, got you, got you. Well, on the social media front, it's all pretty easy. On Twitter, I'm just at Kent Falcon, K E N T. F A U L C O N and and the same on on Facebook. There's Ken Falcon fan page. Hit me up and check it all the time. I'll probably be looking at it in a few minutes when I get off the phone with you now. And uh, in terms of uh, projects, uh, got a couple of writing projects that are are, are moving forward, which is really really good. Uh, directed a couple of episodes of a new web series that's going to be launching in a, in a couple of months called Bougie Dilemma. Which is uh Ah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a great well written, well acted series. It's kind of a cross between sex in the city and 
girls, the black protagonist, uh, female actress here in Hollywood and, and her adventures and misadventures in the dating career and, and that sort of thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's really, really well done. So I directed a couple episodes of that. And so that, uh, right. that's going to be hot. And, uh, you know, and then and prayerfully, you know, we, for better or worse, we'll be, uh, back in production. I know the new season that it's going to air in the spring is just going to be completely bananas. When I say Richard and Keisha go in, Oh Richard my God! I just going on the last in. season, so on this past season, so I can only imagine the escalation of what's going to be going. Don't hurt, hurt, don't hurt my girl, Kiki, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to have some love potions. Oh my Man. God! Well, that's awesome. And, and on and what nights are you guys uh, maintaining that position uh, going into the new season? When, Wednesday at nine is unless it changes, it will be Wednesday at nine. Wednesday night, awesome. Wednesday night, well, I, can't, awesome. I, I appreciate it, darling. I, I think that it's always a blessing to uh, be able to have the time to talk to you. And I will be on the sidebar calling you on a few things because um, I'm doing some, some, some things this year that I haven't haven't done and, and been uh, working towards. And um, I just recently released, uh, actually last night, um, my first webisode of my Sonny's Loudmouth Comedy Presents. So, okay, cool. That's, Very cool. Yeah, that's like my homage to Carol Burnett, man. I mean, from the comedy aspect, I've always loved the characterizations and skits and sketch comedy. So it's going to have a mixture of all of that and stand-up comedy in it. But at least I got my first, um, you know, episode out there and, in, 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 uh, you know, kind of positions it as a trailer as well. So I'm excited about that. So that's we'll connect, awesome. and I, awesome. I definitely got to see you when you get back here in the city. Will do, will do. Hit me up. Okay, darling. Well, I think that this has just been an awesome uh, time period. I want to thank you again, Kent, for uh, coming up. And do you have a website at all, darling? Uh, no, no. You know, I, I started several times to start to build one, and then it's kind of like, ah. Uh, and then my creative forces go somewhere else. So now I, I pretty much just do the social media thing, you know, either Instagram, uh, which Amen. is also at Kent Boffin <laughs> or Twitter or whatever. So. That's just kind of okay. where things are right now. Okay, Ken, that's all right, honey. Works for me. Well, I thank you all so right. much. I'm going to go to commercial, and we'll talk again. And thanks again for showing up on uh, Live My Radio right. for us in the studio. Keep, keep, all right, keep doing your thing. I'll talk to you. Thank you, darling. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on loudmouthradio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. 
We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. The Slice Victory Cafe, located at 3230 Highway 42 North in Sweet Bend, Starbridge, Georgia, is here for all your baking needs. Stop in today. Make sure you try one of these delicious red velvet, German chocolate, or key lime cupcakes. They also specialize in custom cakes, wedding cakes, pies, cookies, and more. If you haven't had an opportunity to stop in, they do have some free samples. Make sure you check them out online on thesliceBakery.net. Or also call in your order ahead, 678-782-6541. Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African-American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African-Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African-Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African-American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org.
It takes great content and the right media branding mix to deliver a great service. Here at Loudmouth Radio Network, we intend on doing both and exceeding our own expectations. Advertising on LoudmouthRadio.com provides you a cost-effective vehicle to brand your business repeatedly, providing you packages that consistently announce your business without breaking the bank. Despite the traditional high price tag that traditional radio brings, it makes sense to become a media partner with Loudmouth Radio that provides you an already built-in multimedia campaign to push your brand out. Make sure you contact us today, and any of our specialists with Loudmouth Media Brand will be able to help you get out further. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. And don't forget, visit us online at loudmouthradio.com. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. You've been listening to In the Studio with Sonny live on Loudmouth Radio. If you have not had an opportunity, make sure you connect with us on social media at Loudmouth Radio on Twitter, at Loudmouth on Twitter as well. We're also on Instagram, and we're also on Facebook. So you can look us up at Loudmouth Radio Network on Facebook and like our Facebook page. You can also follow us on Instagram at Loudmouth. And you also can come to our website, LoudmouthRadio.com. And as you've heard this evening, we are always, always, always looking to connect with great media partners. So if you have a small business that requires the world to know who you are and you're not um, too scared to come on here and talk to us, you know, we always want to encourage people to speak vividly because you are the visionary, you are the voice of your business and the personality behind the company. So it's very rare that you have an opportunity to speak um, unfiltered about the company, about the business, where you are and where you want to head. But right here on Loudmouth Radio, we're really happy about our newest segment, the Entrepreneur Academy, which is called Tea Time on Loudmouth Radio. And it's uh, set up for business owners to have a 30-minute opportunity to speak about their company and to have the ability to have their business marketed, promoted, and advertised on our radio network. So if you also have a smartphone, for all our techie people, I'm sure you know how to download an app and bring it up to your liking. So I'm going to share with you about our apps that we're sitting on. Stitcher Radio, which reaches over 4 million car dashboard systems. Make sure you put us in on Loudmouth Radio Network. Pull us up, friend us, and follow us on Stitcher, as well as TuneIn Radio that has over 50 million active listeners. Loudmouth Radio Network, each and every episode is actually uploaded and archivable. And always, you can always pull us up on iTunes or go directly to blogtalkradio.com slash Radio. Uh, we've been blessed at the end of the year. We hit our 100th episode on Sunday, January 25th. We'll be two years in the making, and uh, we're not slowing down. So I, I think that as the um, producer of this network, I want to encourage those that are in surrounding areas. You can be on, in Georgia, in D.C., it doesn't matter. We have the reach and ability to cater to you. And um, we really just try to make sure that we stay with our loyals 
of um, our our true uh, desires, which is to empower, inspire, and entertain. Those are the things that are, are matters to us. And um, as we continue to grow, we're just really excited as a network to allow ourselves to be able to speak. And um, I believe we have Jazzy in, in queue with us. Jazzy, there with us, hon? I am here. I stepped out of a training class just to tell you that I've been off and on the entire night. What an amazing show, Kent. I love you. I love you. I love you. Didn't get a chance to speak with you, but the story, the explanations, the acting, the movie itself, absolutely wonderful. Bravo, bravo to all of you that put it together. And Sonny, wonderful job. Wonderful job. Thank you, my dear. And I know you're not just saying that because you're my spouse. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I not at all. I'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I want to say, you know, it's so funny. I was just speaking of you um, as as we were winding down out of this actual programming, and I just want to let you guys know just how significant it is for us as a radio network to be present in the community. Right now, Jazz is actually in downtown Atlanta. She's not far from me right now, but she's in another location doing some training and working with the homeless in the city of Atlanta um, to basically help to get a count of how many people are in the metro area, downtown Atlanta, that needs to have the attention of uh, overcoming homelessness. Mm-hmm. And I also mm-hmm. want to just congratulate her on establishing her outreach ministry, which is called From Words to Action. And um, we had a great show on Tuesday night. For those who (laughs) are listening tonight, you didn't hear it on Tuesday, archive the show. Um, It was called A Call to Serve. And um, just significant, as always, um, she's doing her labor of love right now as we speak. And I thank you for tuning in. I saw you in the queue uh, listening pretty much the whole time, and Kent was wonderful, you know. Um, Oh, my God. Incredible. Girl, I mean, mean, you would never know if she ever would know anything on that phone. No, you wouldn't. I said people were looking at me crazy because I was listening, and then I stopped, mm-hmm. listen, stopped. But um, just an amazing show and the information. I was like, you know, I wanted to say something, but I'm in the training class. I want to go, for real? They did that for real? Right. <laughs> so right. it was really, really good, really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the little bit. I can't wait to archive the show so that I'll be able to um, know exactly every single thing that I missed. Um, but can I give a, a quick plug? I know this is the ending of yes. the show. It is still an opportunity for people to come and volunteer. This survey will be going on to approximately 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, they are getting oh, as wow. many, yeah, they're doing as many surveys out on the streets tonight. It will continue to fall over into next week to go actually into the shelters to volunteer, but they really, really need as many volunteers as possible. They were looking for 400 um, volunteers Jesse, can you elaborate today. more on the survey and what it means? Well, you know what? If you give us another opportunity, I'll, we'll post it on the blog and post it on online because I'm kind of stepping out. Okay, <laughs> I got basically you. It's what it's basically what you just said. The more surveys that we do for the homeless that are out on the street and in the shelters, and not only just in the shelters, but those also who are in um, extended stays and, you know, sleeping on someone's couch and having those opportunities, what is actually happening is the survey goes... So transitional, goes, so not only homeless, but also trans- transitional. Right, right. Okay. But what what it does is it's going into a database. That database is then turned over so that they can get funding from, let's say, HUD, um, which gotcha. they've already asked for $8 million. And, of course, as many people as we see in just our outreach, we know that that $8 million is not going to go so far. Um, so they are trying to get as much 
accuracy as possible so that they can justify why they need those funds. Absolutely, and that's wonderful. Yeah. wonderful. You know, it's the new year. The funds are available. <laughs> HUD is stepping in. Those are That's huge. So that may right. be something that we'll need to definitely bring back and, and, and talk further about, um, you know, on the radio network. And I know that we are going to be revitalizing um, some things that we brought last year in the earlier part of the year, like the Legal Voice. Um, you know, that that's a very important um, series that mm-hmm. we interjected into mm-hmm. live radio and, you know, that will be a combination of, um, you know, attorneys that are working within their field as well as, you know, encouraging some law students to, to talk in that forum and just talk about different things that are going on in the world that matter. And uh, as well okay. as what's on so your mind, I'm you know. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm cut, cut in and say you can wrap it okay. up. i got to go back okay. to class. Thank you so much, everyone. It was a great show. Okay. Thank you, sweetie. So guys, you know, you, you're hearing it here. We are um, fairly just ex- just really excited about the growth of what we're doing. And um, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and wind it on down. And uh, I think it'd be good. We kind of go out with a little bit of um, Black Messiah D'Angelo's new album is out. All my music hits, and um, heard some tracks on that thing. It's pretty nice. So I got to tell you this: Premier Week has just been amazing. We've had three fantastic shows this week. Next week we'll be, um, oh, I can't begin to tell you how excited we are uh, to have this opportunity to interview DJ Black Coffee. Um, it's no uh, no secret, Jazzy and I are just, you know, huge fans of him as a producer, South Africa's prince when it comes to music. The guy is phenomenal. Um, we played one of his songs, We Are One, tonight, and... Um, you know, if you don't know about this dude, trust me, you're going to want to Google him and listen to him. He is a creative genius. Um, so we're excited about that coming up next week and uh, new shows. So make sure you tune in next week with us. We're in the studio with Sunny on Thursday, Tea Time on Wednesday, and the Bear Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones-Smith. And again, as always, it's been awesome. Thank you guys next week.
You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.